Welcome back to another special edition, best of episode of the Live to Walk Again podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Dixon, and with me once again is Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo, thank you so much, man, for coming on here and recording with me again. Oh, you bet, Jared. It's nice seeing you today. Yeah, good to see you too. I know we've been having some technical issues, so we're uh, we're doing this through Zoom this time, but um, we're going to get back to it next week, and uh, we should have everything sorted out, and we have some great new guests coming up, but... Um, you know, this week I, I had sent you, you know, we talked about it last week, I had sent you a few uh, different options for, for kind of a best of series, and you picked the one that I was hoping you would pick. Well, uh, I think uh, you probably um, materialized that. You kind of, we're kind of in sync, a little ESP, you know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the one I picked uh, was uh, Nikki and Ashley, and um, what a remarkable set of sisters. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, their story is just, in, it's in, insane. I mean, it's so, it's, it's tragic, but they're, they have such amazing attitudes, and, um, you know, their, their personalities, I think, are just infectious. Like, you, like, you'll start watching their videos and stuff, and it just, sucks you in like you can't it's like you know you can't stop watching they're they're really really great yeah and they're quite open in um they don't sugarcoat anything you know they're quite open with the way they um present themselves and uh, their situation and um you know i know that um you know the more i learn about um how things happen when people get sick right or or people die i I just you know i kind of equate to like um you know we've had a number of deaths in our family right and um the world just keeps spinning you know ups trucks just keep driving by and the mailman shows up and you know it just goes to show that sometimes you know the people that you can rely on and and they kind of touch on that isn't the caregivers but it's really your family right and these two really rely on each other and I think it's kind of a twin thing and a sister thing um you know their their accident that happened to them started on a twin day right and um, when I heard that I was thinking you know that's like an ordinary day right we talk about all the time ordinary days turn into life-changing events and that's what happened to these two young ladies yeah yeah and it's you know um just the yeah hearing them talk about I mean like they there's the one point in there you know so Nikki is a paraplegic and Ashley is a quadriplegic at a similar level as me um she does she I think she's she might be an incomplete though she's got way more movement um than I do as far as like her hands go and stuff which is awesome um but you know she they made a point about how when Ashley was still in the hospital and Nikki came in and had been doing research on like Ashley was still kind of in and out of consciousness I think is how they described it or maybe on a ventilator still and they kind of were able to communicate because they're twins and they know each other so well but um you know she Ashley saw that Nikki could move her hands normally and was asking her what, you know, basically what was going, when would her hands start moving again? And she lied to her and said that they would come back soon, knowing that, you know, like she's a quadriplegic and there's a good chance it won't. 
and just kind of how, you know, I mean, she was trying to protect her, obviously, while she was in such a vulnerable state. And uh, it was, it was just an interesting, I mean, it's such an interesting dynamic that, uh, you know, I mean, it's like a one of a kind type situation, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I wonder sometimes if she thought that she was the lucky one, you know, um, because she was uh, not a quadriplegic, like like her sister, right? Yeah. And uh, luckily, you know, you see in the videos that they've made remarkable amount of recovery, which is nice to see. Um, but, uh, you know, I am just always amazed at the people that you've interviewed, Jeremy, and the resilience of people that have been injured, right? And uh, the way they move forward every day. And it's a good mindset, like I said before, for able-bodied people as well as disabled-bodied people to just keep pushing forward, right? And um, I don't want to give it away, but there is a, a video out there that uh, she put out that um, talks about um, saying goodbye to her old life, you know, it's because it's a loss, right? And um, her able-bodied self, yeah. Yeah, her able-bodied self, yeah. And um, I was wondering, you know, I think that's kind of a good idea for people that lose anything, especially during COVID, right? You know, people are upset and they're angry out there about uh, losing their jobs or having to move or what have you, you know, and things, life takes drastic turns sometimes and it's out of your control. And I, I was just, I was just thinking that is so genius that she put that together and uh, so transformative for her to just, you know, realizing, you know, you put it down on paper, it really makes a big difference and then, uh, you know, she has that YouTube video out there. And I know you're going to include a link to that stuff at the end yeah, of the I'll podcast. Talk, I'll definitely link all that again. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it, it's so like, they're so funny and they're so deep though. And you, I follow them both on, on kind of across all the social medias like Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook. And they are so just they're incredible i mean they blow me away they're, yeah they're they're infectious is really like it, it and not in a bad way obviously like they're so like you want to see more of them like they're i mean they need to give these girls their own show or something like they're so funny man it's it's but all yeah but also just so deep and so relatable and um and i i think i mentioned in the podcast in the interview that you know they're like people that aren't or that able-bodied people can get a lot from them as well yeah, yeah exactly exactly so, mm -hmm. yeah um and you know they yes yeah, so i just want to want to thank them again for doing this and I, I reached out to them just to let them know i was putting this out and they they were happy about it so um i'm, I'm definitely glad and i'd like to get them back on because you know they they do a lot um they're pretty big in the cannabis community as well. So like they, they definitely um, use, use cannabis for, for medication, um, which is, is great. And yeah. Probably, yeah. Pain management. And I think one of them, she even has to have a reminder to eat, right? She said she didn't yeah. have an appetite. And so, you know, whatever they can do to help. I think what was really interesting to me is that, they are kind of an open book. Uh, I think it's Nicole that's uh, more more than Ashley, right? Is that do I have it correct on the twins, Jeremy? Yeah, 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 Nicole. yeah. And but um, but they they show you they show you what it's like to be disabled. I mean, from their cooking 
to how to navigate a bathroom, you know, and, you know, if you, if you don't come from a family of means or have good insurance and stuff like that, um, you know, they even address all the losses of friends and stuff, right? Because, you know, um, that's what happens, you know, you're first, you, you even experience that yourself, you know, being in the hospital, everybody's around, all your friends are around. And then one day you're there by yourself and maybe a total stranger, a crazy caregiver, you know, shows up and you don't know them and you have all these trust things you have to do now. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, they're great. And they're, they're really good. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And you know, I remember, so I obviously I got injured my senior year in high school and I remember, you know, and this is in 98. So it's before like Facebook or even MySpace or any of that stuff. And I just remember people being like, you're going to lose touch with like, you're going to like your three closest friends, you might still be friends with in 10 years, but like, don't count on it, basically. And I, I still have like a good like core group of people that that I interact with. But it's yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, like three or four of them. And so um, and a lot of people fell off that, you know, a lot of people were coming around when I first got injured. Cause it was like, oh, this, you know the I don't know it was just drama whatever people wanted to be involved and then as soon as you know high school ended you know other things like you know life just gets in the way and I don't blame anybody for that and, and it does didn't sound like they do either but it's no, just one of those no. things you know people grow apart um you know it is what it is I mean people yeah, yeah it's tough it's tough dealing with this injury whether you're the one living with the injury or you're the one, you know, that's close to somebody dealing with this injury. So yeah. I get it, man. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what is so appealing about these two is um, they add a little bit of comic relief to the situation that they're in. And um, you know, they just face it head on, you know, like, Hey, our bathroom's too small. Let's figure out how to make this work right this is how you do it you right. know in one of their their latest videos yeah. so um and you know all the things that uh, they had to you know go through they had to move into you know move back home from being independent you know to you know that kind of stuff and no young person wants to do that you know so um I, I, they're pretty amazing it's a it's a good interview and and uh, their videos and their um social media is even better I, I couldn't say it better myself, Ricardo. Well, uh, you know, with that, let's let's get to the, the interview with Ashley and Nikki Lorenz. And we will be back next week with a new guest. I'm very excited about it. I'm not going to give it away yet, but um, I'm really excited to, to talk to this young lady next week that we have uh, a scheduled interview with. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all. Have a great weekend. Thank you again, Ricardo. Yep. And as always, everybody out there, be safe and be kind and catch you later. Absolutely. Oh, and listen to this podcast anywhere uh, podcasts are played. You can uh, you could share, rate, review, like all of those things. Uh, we it mean a lot to us and uh, yeah, helps us with all the algorithms and whatnot. Get, get noticed. So uh, we appreciate you all. And, and yeah, talk to you next week. All right, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we're lucky enough to visit with Ashley and Nikki Lorenz, uh, twin sisters who both unfortunately suffered spinal cord injuries, um, and they're, they're also known as badasses in the wheelchairs. Uh, 
welcome to the show, ladies. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your schedule to, to join us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so for people that don't know and haven't been following, um, you know, your, your YouTube channel, um, you know, what, can you tell us you know, how you guys were injured and, and kind of when that took place? So we were injured in uh, March of 2019 uh, and a result of a car accident here in Chicago. We were honestly just having a twin day and then met up with some friends and it turned into to a not a good night not a good night <laughs> and we both unfortunately out of five of us in the car we were the two that were ejected from the car and suffered spinal cord injuries so yeah wow so um you know did you guys both go like through I mean to the same were you in the hospital together like how it's just crazy that yeah I mean like what are the odds that that, that would happen to out of, out of the five people that you two would, would end up suffering this terrible injury but um, what's actually crazy is but when the accident actually occurred from what we were told we don't like remember was that I was unconscious and then Ashley was like completely aware and then when we got into ICU like after our after our uh surgeries yeah. it like flipped like I was conscious and Ashley was kind of just like out of it. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of became, I guess, known to our family how bad each of our injuries were, but how worse Ashley's were as a quadriplegic and I was a paraplegic. So that was crazy in so, itself. <laughs> yeah, so Nikki, you're a, you're a T6 paraplegic then? Is that what I saw on your video? Yeah, I'm a T6 paraplegic. And, yeah, and then Ashley, what, so you are, you're actually a quadriplegic, so what's your level of injury? I'm a C4 quadriplegic. C4, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow, that, that's, that's super crazy that, that I, yeah, I mean, that, that when I saw you guys on, you know, on your Instagram channel, I was like, what? Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, I have to get these girls on to, because you guys are so funny too, and like, you know, so lighthearted. So um, it's nice to nice to see for sure. Um, so uh, you know, after you know, I know, uh, I guess Nikki, I, I saw one of your videos, and you kind of talked about how because your injury, I guess, wasn't as bad. Which you know, like if if it was just to happen to you, like you know. You know, solo like that's going to be I guess your your family was saying like you know you need to be strong for your sister because she has a worse injury than you when you know 99.9 percent .9 of people that suffer a spinal cord injury even if you're only a paraplegic that's like a earth-shattering event so um you know, talk about like the aftermath I guess of, of for both of you really like how how that affected um you know, you guys like dealing with, with coming to grips with, with, I guess, being paralyzed and, and dealing with this injury as, as sisters. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Since yeah. you were kind of the first one to realize what was going on with us. So I'll go first. So I was in ICU probably for only two weeks and, and then was quickly moved to reha the rehab hospital. And, um, I was kind of, when you get to rehab, you realize like what's happening to you really quickly. Like, you know, the, the therapists are telling you, oh, you're going to be learning this wheelchair. I'm thinking I'm going to rehab to learn to walk again. Quickly realize like that wasn't the case. Like your pride's probably not going to happen for you, girl. 
And <laughs> then um, I went to visit my sister. She was still in ICU. She was in ICU probably for like eight weeks still after yeah, me. I so I was in while. rehab already. And I remember her asking me this and I always, yeah, I don't think you shared this. <laughs> but I had done, I'm a researcher. So after I found out my level of injury, I asked, what is Ashley's? And I did a bunch of research, but one time I went to visit her. She couldn't talk. She had a trach in, but you know, we have that twin thing where we can kind of talk without talking. So she kind of asked me like, how did your hands get back to normal? And I was like, oh, they just did. She lied to me. <laughs> and I knew I was lying to her, but I did not know how to tell her like, oh man, you're probably going to be stuck like this. And because she asked that question. And then later on, she did yell at me because I lied to her. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, so did, were you still in rehab then when Ashley, you know, Ashley, were, when you got to go to rehab, was Nikki still there or were you guys, you guys pretty separate at that point? Yeah, so I was in the ICU for like about, weeks. yeah, for about eight weeks. And so when I went to rehab, Nikki was still there and it was nice because I we hadn't really been able to see each other up until really rehab, really. Yeah. I saw her maybe two or three times. And it was and like really quick for like two minutes when we did get, were able to see each other. Man. And so, but you left about a month before I left. Uh, rehab. I thankfully was able to stay in rehab a lot longer because, because they knew me. I wasn't going to go home to, I mean, my, all my family was at the hospital. So it was kind of like, oh, we'll extend Nikki's stay. Let's extend Nikki's stay. Let's extend her stay. Like we didn't even have anything fixed in the house yet. I think we were still yeah, it was figuring out life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, we stayed together up until for a month until she, until yeah. they, I was in, the only time I was really alone was in rehab was the month after Nikki was left me. Wow. And so, um, you know, was that, was the rehab like near where you guys lived at? Uh, like, were you, did you guys live together when you got injured or were you still living at home or like, how did that all, did you have to like get an apartment set up for yourselves? So you want to go first? <laughs> so I actually had just moved home. I actually lived in Kansas city for a few years. So I had actually just moved back to Chicago right before the accident happened, right? Like around the holidays. So I was moved back home in December and our accident happened in March. And then Nikki actually lived in an apartment with a roommate. Yeah, I lived in an apartment here in Chicago with a roommate. And thankfully, when we got injured, we live in Chicago. It was a big city. So we had a great hospital, Northwestern Hospital, that we were in for ICU. And then Shirley Ryan Ability Lab that we went for rehab that worked together. So, and it was all close to us. I know some people have to travel really far to go to rehab and stuff, but so thankfully we did it and then we were able to move back home and we're in the heart of Chicago too, our, where our parents live. So we oh, didn't have to go far. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, at least yeah. Yeah. it's nice to have, you know, good facilities nearby too. And that, yeah. that's, uh, I hadn't ever heard of that uh, rehab facility, but uh, I've heard of Northwestern. So that's, that's, uh, I'm sure that was a good spot to be if you had to go through that. Um, oh yeah you know, when, when you guys did get out. And so, I mean, you guys are still like just a couple years post injury right now. So, uh, yeah. you know, I guess how, and, and there's, I guess there's not even really a way to answer this because you know, going through it with, with someone else, like by, by your side to some degree. And I know Nikki, in some of the videos, you said that um, you, you're one of Ashley's main caregivers too. So you're helping her with other things. 
Um, and I know, you know, me and a Ashley are the same level, but even that, like, it's not the same, like, you know, every injury is a little bit different, but I mean, how, I guess you can't really answer it because you don't know, but it's like to not have your sister with you. But I mean, how, how is it for both of you guys, how has this been, you know, going through it with your sister and your twin sister at that, like that's, you guys have a bond that like nobody, you know, that doesn't have a twin could understand. So um, how has the support, you know, between the two of you been? I think personally for me, I think that going through it with my sister has made it 10 times easier. I think we've definitely gotten closer to since our- and we were always accident. close. Yeah, we were always close, but like now it's like we understand. Cause obviously, and, and you get it since you're, you know, um, have a spinal cord injury as well. No one gets it unless you're going through it yourself. Right. It's just a different experience when you get a spinal cord injury. And so I know she would have been there for me even if she didn't get injured, but because she did, it's like we understand each other on a different level. Yeah. And I definitely think we've gotten closer. Would you agree that we've gotten I'd say we definitely got closer yeah. because like, every, I feel like everyone in the spinal cord injury community, when you talk to them, you just get it. When you go through a traumatic experience, you get it. And I feel, we've talked about it before, me and Ash, Ashley and I, like if she was able-bodied still, like she'd probably get on my nerves because yeah, I wouldn't get it. it. Sure. <laughs> love her, always will, but she would probably get on my nerves because like even sometimes be still, a different like able-bodied yeah. friends and family get on my nerves with some things they say. It's like, you don't get it. <laughs> I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, so when you, when, when did the idea come to start? Were you guys already making YouTube videos prior to your injury? I know, I guess it's your your uh youtube channel nikki or is it I, yeah it's my youtube I, channel i want it to be ours but ashley doesn't want her name on it so you know, we respect that for the time being um, yeah still dealing you know still working through the process of this injury so i don't really i'm a little more private than nikki is <laughs> I, you can you can definitely tell from the videos which but it's cool like i i, I like it both you know it's cool both ways because nikki's like so uh, out there and then yeah like you're definitely more low-key uh Ashley so that's uh no it's very cool but so when uh, Nikki were you already making YouTube videos prior to the to your injury or just something that just came along afterwards no, actually Ashley before the accident had a YouTube channel she deleted all the videos now so you don't even try to look for them and she and that when I made the YouTube I was trying to push her to go back on and tell her story. And then it just turned into something that I actually liked. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do any of that. Ashley was telling me, you know, she doesn't have hands. Yeah, I actually went to school for broadcasting and all that. Oh. So the minute Nikki was like, I'm gonna start a YouTube, I was like, I'll help you. <laughs> but it was really because I wanted her to start hers again. But then it kind of became because like, you know, when you become paralyzed, you don't do anything. Before the accident, I was working two jobs, doing other things. And then all of a sudden I go to this life where I'm not doing anything. So I was like, this is a fun hobby. Like, and it became something that I actually like. And now we're on year one and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Like, yeah, there's so many just super inspirational videos. That's why I really wanted to reach out to you guys and have you on the show. I just actually this morning watched, um, Nikki, your video that was a letter to your able-bodied self. And that was, I mean, it's like, it's so heavy, but you, you know, you still had it made it pretty funny. And, but it was like, I mean, I laughed and I cried and everything. It seemed like you guys both did too. Um, but yeah, what, you know, I guess what, 
what uh what was that like that process like i never even thought about something like that but it's it's so true like you're you know you kind of saying goodbye to your to your able-bodied self or at least like you know see you later first you know hopefully we're able to all walk again soon but um yeah talk about the process that was like to like write that letter and then go on camera and share it I think for me writing that letter was one it was very therapeutic so I had told myself this is just a backstory in 2020 that I was going to get out there before my accident I was a very social person I was always doing stuff opposite of Ashley she was more of a homebody right yeah so I was always doing stuff more low-key you're more (laughs) low-key like she still is now and I was always doing things I lost a lot of friends after my accident I lost a lot of like relationships with people (laughs) my jobs and for me everything like I got my confidence back after the accident I got I felt good I was getting my independence back but what's hard for me was the grief process Mm -hmm. I kept grieving me from before the accident I was like I wish I was like that I wish I was like just last night I had a moment so when I wrote that letter I 2020 was like the year I told myself I'm gonna go back out and about but then the pandemic happened so I wasn't able to do that And I was like, you know, I was really able to sit with my feelings and grieve myself, which as weird as that sounds. And I wrote that letter to myself just to like, let her go. Like, and I, people kept telling me like, oh, you can still do those things. And I know I can, but at the end of the day, it's never going to look the same. Yeah. As much as you say, you can still do it. Like, I know I can still be a teacher. Like that's still my goal in life, but it's never going to look the same. Like independence is never going to look the same either. You're always driving won't look the same ever. And it was just good writing that letter because it felt... Like I was letting the old Nicole go a little bit. You actually made me, she actually made me, because I sat with her in the room and she filmed that YouTube video. She actually made me want to write my letter. I'm just kind of not there yet. I'm still I'm very much grieving. Yeah. <laughs> like that I can't do a lot of what I used to. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 20, like two years removed now from my accident. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, I'm still grieving it too. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's hard. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a difficult thing to deal with for sure. Um, you know, and I know, and you guys, you really talk about some real, real shit on, <laughs> on your videos. And, um, you know, like just like with, yeah, like the video you kind of had, had mentioned, like the people like disappear after, after a while. Um, and, and which is true. And people, I think, I think that that people that are able-bodied or in our situation can get a lot out of your guys' YouTube channel. So I definitely will, will link that to the, to the podcast, but um, you know, caregivers too, uh, you know, like I, I watched a video about the caregiver story, oh. which was, that was, I mean, you guys are talk about just like what, I mean, yeah. What like motivates you to do you just get ideas? Like all of a sudden, like, Oh, I'm going to, I had a crazy story with a caregiver. So I'm going to talk about, what happened or where do you guys come up with the ideas for these different videos? So one, Ashley's raising her hand. Ashley gets a lot of, gives me a lot of the ideas for video. She's more of the creative. I yeah, feel like I always I, the personality. she gets big, I'm her manager. I'm her content creator. Yeah. But other things that besides Ashley giving me a lot of ideas is I think of videos I was trying to look up. Like I said, I would research a lot when I first got injured. One, I was researching quads. I was researching about paras, just everything. And I 
wanted I'm a like like to hear things more than like read things so I was like what videos that I want to see that I couldn't find on the internet when I got injured like and I like real stuff like I just want the honest truth I don't want it sugar-coated I want the truth like a lot of the videos I would see were kind of like oh rainbows and butterflies and the truth is this injury is not always rainbows and butterflies as much as we want to act like it is it isn't so I wanted to put out videos that were positive but also real like this is what comes with life after a spinal cord injury like yeah, whether you like it, it or not get funny well, let's make it funny fun, yeah and fun and you can still have some fun and laughs at it but this life's not easy by any means yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so um i know in one of the videos you had mentioned too that um you guys were like you know we we're basically on our own like when we got when we came home like it wasn't um you got i guess you didn't have like a ton of family support and and obviously we've already talked about how you know the friends kind of disappear and go away uh pretty quickly how how has that been like how has the transition been for you guys moving home move, you know and, and having to kind of almost fend for yourselves from the sounds of it you want to talk about that i think for for us it was definitely it was eye-opening because you think like everyone's going to be there for you at first and we do have like a lot of outside support but like I guess our own home life we don't have like that type of support it's like basically just us and our dad who does a lot of like helping with us and when it comes like with these injuries with this yeah, and then the caregivers and then the caregivers just haven't been a good ride I think it's been for me at least it pushed me to want to be as independent as possible and sometimes I think sometimes I push myself a little too much where I end up hurting myself and then for Ashley I think too it helped her get more independent than she thinks and she believes that she is sometimes too right up yeah I definitely think even though you could look at the support as like a negative thing even though we don't have the support it's definitely made us want to be stronger and more independent so because we it's literally just for the most part it's literally just me and Nikki that figure it out that figure it out a lot of the times the day-to-day life yeah and then here and there which a lot of people say they're surprised about but then I'm like oh this is I don't know I just always thought that that's what you like do yeah I thought everybody (laughs) dealt with like not having the same support just because it's like at first everybody's there yeah and then you start seeing everybody drop and then you're kind of like damn I need to become more independent because it's possible you really kind of just have you yeah Right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you, you definitely see that in every kind of, I think, situation, like there, you know, it's definitely a lot of people there, like when you're in the hospital and, and everything's going crazy, it's like, there's a lot, a ton of people there. And then, yeah, as time goes on, it kind of slip slip by the, the wayside, but, you know, and, and so you guys like are able to, so you guys do have some caregiver help, which is great. Um, and, but I love that you, guys put yourselves out there with like the cooking videos and which i was uh, watching this morning I watched, you watched it all <laughs> I did. i'm telling you i was like i wanted to get ready for this i was uh i was really enjoying it so um you, you know what was I, I guess did you have to get your house like re uh did a lot of renovations have to happen to the house to get you guys able to be able to get around in there or um, yeah so obviously we needed a ramp to get in and out um and then our what would you call our them? doorways the doorways the were too short small I came from first so I was kind of like the guinea pig they were too yeah. small to get through doors uh 
the bathroom, our bathroom is still small. I actually just put out a video today that's navigating a small bathroom, but it works for us. We have it work. I don't even know how we would make it bigger, but we're in the process of trying to figure that out. Our dad put a ramp. Our dad had hired people to like put in, we had a tub, but because Ashley has a chair, we had to change the tub to like a flat one, but not really flat because like I said, our bathroom's really small. So there, it was really hard to renovate that. And then had to some bumps that oh, we yeah. had in the house that were in the doorways. It's like little things that you don't think of. And then when you get home, you're like, oh, we had to move your room down here. Oh yeah. Ashley's room was, yeah, in room room was upstairs. upstairs. Had to move it downstairs. I had to get all my stuff from the apartment that I lived at, which that was like hard because my roommate wasn't being so cooperative with that. And it was just a lot. <laughs> it was a lot to to change around. Well, we had to change a lot of rooms in our house too to make room for both of us. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and I was going to ask about like how COVID-19 has affected you guys, but I, so you guys are only injured though for a year prior to that. So I want to like, Cause I mean, myself, I've been like on lockdown. I'm like friends. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. You can come by, you know, after I get the vaccine or whatever, but, um, which is crazy, but, um, you know, obviously our lungs are not as strong as people that are able-bodied and things like that. But I mean, just like having to be in the house, I guess you guys at least have each other to, to, you know, talk to and, and be around, but, um, you know, I guess how's COVID affected you guys over the last year i think covid for me caregiver wise like now i haven't had a i'm not care like a homemaker in a while because i was going through so many and i think i'm just kind of over it right now because it was just a lot like the covid having random people always in the house not knowing what they're doing like you get comfortable with one person and then it's like they leave and then we've kind of had to be a little like i guess risky where we do let one of our cousins who comes quite often, I'm sure she's listening to this podcast, so shout out to her. <laughs> and as much as like, she probably can be exposed because her mom's a nurse. She, she's a nurse. She's, she's studied to be a nurse. She's going to be a nurse, but she helps us. Like if we need help, we need rights to appointments. She's like our go-to girl. So as much she even says like, guys, I haven't been the safest. And we're like, it's okay. Like we need help. Like we need help. Like there's really nothing we can do. We're just going to risk it, biscuit. And <laughs> she comes she does though she's really helpful because our dad is still working so he can't always like drop everything and help us and she's a nurse you know their schedule usually is and the way so she's more available a lot of the time so we've had to but we've had had to stay alone a lot and it's been other than that in terms of like if it's changed our social life not really because like we said we got injured march 2019 yeah and then when COVID happened, it was like, we were already experiencing- Yeah, we already missed out on the holidays last, like yeah, 2019, so because of because our not injury. Being able, yeah, not being we able couldn't to get, get into our family's houses and stuff. And me and Ashley didn't want to go out at that time either. So we were like, no, we're good. We're going to stay home for the holidays. And, but we have each other. So like, even when we do say no to people, it's like, we're good. We have each other. We are very much like, we have a back porch. So we're like outside people. So we just be chilling outside, having a party with each other. there you go that's awesome that's awesome um yeah so what are I know obviously you guys are like I kept keep mentioning you guys are only a couple years post injury like what are your your kind of goals like with I guess with the YouTube channel like what what, what's your 
Yeah, what are you guys hoping to do, like, moving forward? Yeah, what are your goals? My goals for this. So, when I, in 2019, when we got injured, I had told Ashley, I'm the first time putting this out there, out there, ready. Wow, you're getting the tea. <laughs> the tea. <laughs> I actually told Ashley that I would like to be a mentor. But then when COVID happened, to reach out to the hospital oh and say, oh, I want to just nice. go into the hospital with my COVID self and do that. So I never reached out to the hospital, ask them about that. But if COVID ever were to stop, I did have a goal to want to be a mentor eventually. So I always thought the videos would be like a segue to like, here, here's this video that I have. And then like, we can talk later once you watch it or something. I'm, I went to school for a teacher. So I always felt like I have like this, I always like to teach people things. So I just was like, Although I can't right now go back to teaching in the school setting because that'd be like COVID central. <laughs> I, I um, can teach in other ways. So that's been fun with the YouTube. And I, I honestly hope it grows. At first I was kind of like, oh, I don't want people to see it. It's just gonna be my little videos. But it's been fun interacting with people. I've met a lot of different people off the videos that I put out there. Like honestly, more than like Instagram, even though more, more people follow me on Instagram, I get more interaction like from people that I talk to on YouTube. Yeah, and then for me, I definitely just want to keep advocating for the disability community. Like, that's what I want to do, because there is a lot in this world that could be changed to make disabled <laughs> life a lot easier. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Um, my goal. Yeah, I like it. You guys are bold. You guys are killing it. Like, and yeah, I, I definitely, anybody that, that's listening right now, go and check out you, do you want to say what your social media links are real quick? I'll, I'll attach them to the podcast as well. But Yeah, so our joint one is Ashley Nikki Story on Instagram. And then Nikki has her Instagram, which is Nikki Collette. Three. Nicole Collette. Nicole Collette 3. Yeah. And Nikki Collette on YouTube. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so Nicole Collette 3. And then mine is Ashley Loren 16 on all socials, even TikTok. <laughs> even TikTok. I love the dancer. <laughs> um, and then you know, I usually just ask people um, when when we interview other folk, uh, you know, other people that, that have spinal cord injuries. Is there any kind of health tips, like things like supplements, like nutrition stuff that you've found over you know over the last couple of years that has been helpful to you that that you could uh, you know pass on to other people. For me, I guess I found like with nutrition wise is just, so I don't really have an appetite after my accident. And before the accident, I was like eating all the time. And I just find like, if you can't eat, force yourself to eat, but good things. Like I, sometimes when I eat, I'm not forcing it. That sounds kind of dramatic, but <laughs> I am like knowing, I kind of tell myself like, oh, you haven't ate like since breakfast, girl, it's time for you to eat. So I really do try to put myself, at least for myself, I try to put myself on a schedule for eating because if I don't, then I won't eat because I don't have an appetite. Other things Same. help, but if I don't always want to do those other things, then I can't. What I don't really supplements. I mean, I take my vitamins. Yeah, Ashley takes all her vitamins now. She, like we said, we don't. She doesn't no, have an appetite. appetite. So I'm just like make, making sure that I get the nutrients that I need. And yeah, and just drink lots of water. Water is important. Yeah. I've always loved water, but I love water even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of water. I feel like it's just figuring it out. I definitely learned like, it's not nutrition, but like with the bowel program and stuff, it's like trial and error. I finally feel like I figured that out, but it definitely went in the beginning was trial and error, figuring out like what 
suppositories worked for me even for Ashley because I do Ashley's so I was like figuring it out was playing things we were testing things out and some sometimes it didn't work sometimes it did and I feel like it's honestly trial and error as frustrating as it is it's like it was kind of a blessing to have COVID because it definitely helped us like navigate this injury without knowing like we had to be outside and scared of incontinence or scared of like something happening that you don't figure it out from home we got to figure it out at home Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's it gets frustrating though and nobody I feel like told me that in the hospital like oh you're gonna figure out what works for yourself like it that was the hardest part like came home and following the hospital routine is like no that I threw that out the bag right away because it wasn't working for me when I got home because I was finally eating foods I wanted yeah <laughs> and it was like different all of a sudden like everything was different and I think it's a lot of trial and error it's frustrating though at first yeah, mind, relearning like, your body for sure yeah. listen to your body if your body's telling you a certain food is not right now like I don't need hot chips anymore because <laughs> they were not agreeing with my body post-accident even though I used to love them before right. so you just you really just gotta listen to your body I can't drink the accident I can't drink like caffeine as much anymore yeah exactly I was like, a caffeine addict before my accident can't do that no more <laughs> oh man that's funny um and I saw I think I saw on, on one of your guys social media uh platforms you guys got the paralysis nutrition book just, yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I uh, try that. Yeah, she is awesome. Uh, Fatima, it, yeah, Fatima Corey. I had her on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, and she's she's awesome. I just bought that book too, so I'm trying to implement some of those some of those uh, mm-hmm. things she's she's talking about in the in the book into my daily routine. So. Um, yeah, for sure. She but yeah, well, Ashley and yeah, Ashley and Nikki Lorenz, I appreciate you guys so much. This is awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, we'll definitely have to keep in touch and, and uh, catch up down the road a little ways. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for Thanks having us. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank, thank you. you.